Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. My name is Ava, and the podcast today, although I've titled it How to Be a Good Mom, it's really applicable to everybody, how to be a good parent, um, but really I want to just share an insight from my life that will hopefully support you in your relationships, in your home, and also in your family. So I'm feeling really, really good in my home life at the moment. I'm feeling really settled in, yeah, our dynamics at home, loving, I was going to say being a mom, but I always kind of feel weird saying that, like I don't quite feel like a mom yet. I kind of just feel like me, but with a baby (laughs) or with this uh, little child. But yeah, feeling really good in my role and really just loving, loving life at the moment. And it took a while to get settled into this. I've shared a little bit about my journey. I definitely felt stretched beyond my capacity. There was a lot of uncertainty at the beginning. It was beyond, you know, all my normal boundaries that I had built around myself, the resources I'd built around myself to help me to feel better, to help manage any insecurities or pain or vulnerability inside. All of those got shaken up and it's, yeah, takes something like a drastic life change, like becoming a mother and to really shake up those boundaries and see where things hadn't actually been processed or healed, but were being managed. And that's been a big theme in my healing journey. Being a spiritual practitioner for so many years, there was a lot of work. I've got a lot of experience with managing discomfort and managing suffering inside of myself rather than healing it. So a lot of that came right up to the surface to be dealt with and the pressure, the responsibility of having a child. A lot of that was just beyond my capacity at the beginning. But slowly I've worked through it. Being on retreat has been amazing. We're just about to go away on our fourth silent meditation retreat. And those days in silence, unplugged, I mean, not like our... My life is so different on retreat. It's quite similar to how I live my daily life. But just being in that dedicated environment of long practice and stillness and yeah, that dedication to this unified intention and effort of being truly present, not leaving any material unprocessed that needs to be processed. So retreats have been amazing for me to deal with the material that has overwhelmed me in my daily life and to, you know, alchemize that. Yeah, like I said, feeling really good. And one of my jobs on this podcast, amongst many different things of, you know, sharing different philosophies and viewpoints, one of the things that I do on this podcast is really digesting my own lived experience and articulating things that have been really helpful or really challenging in my life's in my life in order to provide a little bit more perspective for you to provide different frameworks of understanding motivation inspiration maybe even sometimes some education to you that helps to make a difference in your experience just by listening so that's absolutely available. And the point of this podcast is that just by listening, it's affecting the content of your mind, creating some new organization, opening up some spaces for processing or changing behavior. So I hope that this will offer you that today. 
So one thing that I can see that I'm doing that is positively benefiting my family very much right now is actually speaking positively where I can. And this has been especially significant as a mom where I have, I'm no longer just this individual unit. I'm a team with my partner. I'm, you know, a guide to my baby. So I'm intimately woven in, in my home life with these other people. So how I behave is very intimately affecting the experience of these people around me. However, it's always beneficial to speak positively wherever you can. So now I'm going to clarify that a little bit more. What I can see is adding value and supporting my family is framing things in a positive way when I can. I'm not speaking about ignoring things that are bad and only talking about things that are good. I'm not saying to talk about bad things in a good way. So, you know, seeing the silver lining and only talking about the good parts about it. Not at all. I'm talking about where I can see, where I can frame things positively, I will. And another way of saying that is to not complain unnecessarily and also to not complain in an unconscious attempt to try to elicit some kind of behavior or resolution. So if I want something to be improved, I will be very clear first that I'm uncomfortable about something and I want something to be improved. Then how I want it to be improved, why I want it to be improved, what's going on inside me, what are the layers? So I will spend time reflecting on that. And then I'll also spend time strategizing what are ways that this could be improved. And then from there, I will then feel into what am I going to try? So this is very different from doing none of that and just complaining about it. And complaining is so significant. Complaining is signaling to your environment, to the people around you, that you're unhappy. And that's very significant. That is a stress for yourself. It's biologically confirming inwardly that you're stressed and letting other people know that you're stressed. And that's very significant. Complaining is determining a narrative that you're going to hold. It's determining a narrative that you're bringing, that you've bought into, and that you'll now expend effort. Your nervous system is going to expend effort upholding this narrative, this negative narrative, and also you're inviting others to as well. So I invite you to be very strategic about your complaining. So to really consider, you know, what is this, the term, to pick your battles, right? I'm all about picking my battles. I've always been about that. Because if you want to win your battles and you want to achieve a certain result from your battles, you've got to be strategic about it. If you've got issues, if you've got problems, if you've got improvements, if you've got opportunities that you want to take, whatever it is, you need to actually be strategic about it. It's just plain and simple. It, that's got to appeal to your rationality. That And complaining unconsciously is not strategic. Complaining without a strategy is not strategic. So you want to be really careful about that. And you also want to be framing things positively as a strategy. The flip side of this would be to be framing things positively unconsciously. 
framing things positively unconsciously as an unconscious strategy to keep the peace, make sure people like you, to, you know, be very anxious about stress. No one's allowed to feel stress around you. Without stress, then there's no improvements. Without stress, there's no growth. Stress requires us to think creatively. Stress requires us to develop our skills. We want to be strategic about stress. We don't want to be inundating everyone with stress around us unconsciously, unstrategically. We don't want to be preventing any stress from entering the fields that we're in unconsciously as well. So let me give you the example that made me think about this for you. And that's about sleep. So it's very common. I mean, everyone's always asking me and us like, how are you sleeping? How are you sleeping? How are you sleeping? And I mean, why people are asking us that is a topic of another podcast, why people feel compelled to ask that unconsciously sometimes. And definitely sometimes people ask that with a genuine curiosity towards me. But sometimes people are just like, it's just like this an evaluation that people are trying to put you through, it feels like sometimes. So with sleep, how's the sleep going? Let me tell you. So... Jasmine sleeps in the bed with us, with me, and during the night she will wake up a bunch of times every one to three hours, you could say, stirring. Sometimes she stirs and sometimes she stirs in a way that I know if she keeps stirring she'll like wake up and end up crying. So when she stirs and starts to wake up, then I'll give her a feed and we'll both go back to sleep together. And at the beginning, I wasn't doing that. She was in one of those sidecar bassinets that go into the side of your bed and I would get up and I would sit up and feed her and then I would try to pat like rock her and pat her and do all of these things. And that I didn't realize that you could actually just have them in the bed, roll over, put a boob in their mouth and, you know, once they're finished, they'll just roll off and go to sleep. So that's worked really well for me. The reality is though, is that I'm waking up many times. <laughs> many, many times during the night. It's not always that simple. Sometimes she wakes up and she's kind of like peeking and doesn't want to go back to sleep. Sometimes she gets up really early. Sometimes she gets up. Most of all, she is absolutely amazing and I feel really, really blessed. But the reality is I haven't had a full night's sleep for sure in the past five months. And sometimes my sleep is really broken and I only get maybe four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep in the night if there's a lot of things going on. But the narrative in our household is that Jasmine sleeps really well and that we all have really good sleep. And that's because that's what I have chosen. It's true. I said, frame things positively where you can. And the reality is, is that I am not feeling exhausted. I'm not feeling exhausted. I'm not feeling sleep deprived. So it makes sense for me to frame that positively. If I, during the day, was sleep deprived, resentful, feeling sick, feeling fatigued, getting depressed from it, that would be a reality that me then saying, oh no, sleep's really great, wouldn't actually line up with. So this is a situation where I can kind of choose. I could choose to complain and say, when people ask me to always say, well, I don't really get... Oh, when people say, how's sleep going? Oh, broken, um, insufficient. Oh, I can't believe I can even function on this little sleep. Like I could frame it that way or I could frame it like, yeah, we're doing really great. I can't believe how easy it is. I never have to really get up. I'm feeling really good. So it's a place where I can choose. So of course, this is not bypassing if you're, you're still wanting to say and frame things in alignment 
with how you feel, but this is a place that you can choose. And there are many places that we can choose and we're still being truthful and we're still being truthful to ourselves. And this is, like I said, a place or a topic that could go either way. And it would lean, I would lean more to complaining about sleep and to framing it in terms of more of its more detrimental aspects if I was already uncomfortable and at my edge and the edge of my capacity with unprocessed material, with uncomfortable material inside myself. So if you already have a lot of other things going on that you're uncomfortable with and haven't processed, so material inside of you, which is your responsibility, not things that are happening on the outside, those things are easier to deal with once you've processed the buildup of material inside you about it, but still there can be other things going on. Once you are more strategic about what's happening, you can actually decide what behaviors you want to take and they will be more effective. If you've got a strategy, which comes, those strategies come from that reflection and processing part. But if I was feeling really uncomfortable and at my capacity, I would unconsciously, I will unconsciously be more inclined to frame things negatively and to complain about things. In general, this topic, many other topics, I'll be more inclined to complain if my needs aren't being met in other areas and if I'm at my capacity in other areas. If I'm well within my capacity, feeling really good in many areas, unconsciously, I'm going to feel more inclined to frame things positively. So there's a backstory to this as well that really, in order to frame things more positively and for them to be more in alignment. You're framing things more positively in order to create more capacity for yourself, but you frame things more positively as a result of having more capacity as well. So they do feed into each other. What I'm recommending against is complaining as a strategy to trying to get your needs met when you haven't actually gone through and recognized what are the areas that my needs aren't being met, considering what strategies maybe that you're trying or that you'd like to try to get those needs met, don't replace that process with complaining and just hoping that complaining, signaling that stress, signaling that unhappiness and discomfort to others will automatically help you to get your needs met. That's probably one of the biggest dilemmas we face in relationship is just signaling stress without doing the work to find out what do I actually need? What are possible ways that I could suggest to possible people in order to get that need met? And then from there, seeing what happens, and even then you still can't expect everything to go perfectly. You can never expect things to go perfectly, but you can expect things to go a little bit better if you put in some of that work. So complaining is, like I said, so significant. It's It can be a very positive strategy if you are complaining or signaling what is wrong and what you need help with and offering some suggestions about it, but unconsciously just expressing negativity, just framing things negatively is one of the most ineffective and disruptive strategies for getting our needs met, which is ultimately what all of this is about. 
To be honest, framing things positively is a bit of my, it's a superpower of mine. It might not be your superpower, but still you can consider some of the ideas in this podcast as being relevant to you. But some people are more inclined to frame things positively. It's a personality characteristic, optimism, where we're very interested in signaling opportunities and benefits and things that are positive where some personality characters are more inclined to signal what is wrong and what is risky and, you know, what to be worried about. However, optimism is highly beneficial for all of us to cultivate. It's not everyone's superpower, but it's something to be a little bit more aware of. I recommend to listen back over this podcast in a month or two months time, if there's any way to make note of being able to do that, because this concept and the way I've explained it will hopefully inspire you and reorganize things inside of you to frame things more positively in the future for the benefit of yourself, for the benefit of having that as a strategy as well, and for the benefit of people around you. So that's one way that I think I'm being a good mom is framing things in a positive light wherever I can and also being really strategic about what I complain about and how I ask to get my needs met. I hope this has been helpful and thanks for listening. As always, I'm looking for topic ideas for the next podcast. So if you have any questions or ideas, please let us know, send us an email or a message. And I look forward to being on the mic back with you here again soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.